Welcome to season two, the Acosta Institute podcast. In this season, we curated interviews with nine educators, community leaders, and practitioners who use their deep understanding of trauma to create conditions for collective thriving. We call them wounded healers, a concept that finds its roots in both Carl Jung's work and Greek mythology. For Jung, the wounded healer represented the sensitivity and understanding of one's own wounds and how this informs helping others to heal and transform. In this interview, we sit with Dolores Acosta, a breathwork practitioner, HR manager, and co-founder of the New York City Healing Collective. So I'm the People Experience Manager at Bread Finance, which is a financial technology company. I started there about three months ago. And prior to that, I was working with my brother, Dr. Angel Acosta, with, under the Acosta Consulting Company that we have. I was helping him with being the director of communications. And then I landed this job and I was like, you know what, let me just go back into the world of working. And now that I'm in it, I'm just like, oh, my God, like I definitely need to kind of focus and find balance because Aside from that, I'm also working on creating healing spaces, spaces for my community, my family, my friends to come together and just process, release and let go of like all this stagnant energy that lives within our body and that holds us back from our full potential. So one of the things that I've been working on has been my breathwork certification, which I just received last week. I'm also working on mindfulness certification, which I'm going to be wrapping up at the end of August um, and just kind of creating a toolkit box kind of thing so that I can bring that out into the community, whether it's in the workplace where I'm at right now or just creating my own spaces. That's what I'm at at this moment in time in my career, but just kind of like figuring out the balance and that's been kind of like the theme the past couple of weeks because I feel like I'm in too deep in both worlds and I need to just prioritize, put boundaries in place so that I can take care of myself so that I can show up wholeheartedly to these spaces. That was a trip. I mean, <laughs> I'm still going through the the gifts and the the effects of it even now. And I think it's going to be ongoing for the rest of my life. I've never been part of a program like that. It was a breathwork program for people of color, because as we know, the healing world has been kind of saturated with white people. And that information has been kind of like secluded to the space. And my instructor decided to just create a space to certify people of color in that specific modality. And that really opened me up. It cracked me open in ways that I've never thought could happen. And I'm now in just a space where I know who I am. I know my power and I know that we all have this within us. And it's just a matter of tapping in, <laughs> like literally just kind of like sensing, sitting, being in presence, being fully yourself, showing up as you are and just allowing everything to just follow kind of allowing spirit to lead you, to guide you as you're going in your path. But that's something that I, I wasn't clear until I went through that program. And I learned, you know, in terms of like the healing arts, I learned about different breathwork techniques, learned about how this, how breathwork affects the nervous system and every single nervous system in our bodies. So it just really kind of brought me into this really chill, like calm, cool, collective space, but also kind of ready 
to share the work and share that modality to the community that we needed so much right now, especially after this year that we just went through so much. Yeah, so right now I'm focused on bringing this work to my close people. So like my family and my friends, I feel like we usually look at creating an impact in the world and global concepts and like the national, but I'm starting small right now. I'm starting with creating the impact within my family, within my friends before I go out into the world and sharing this with my community in the Lower East Side that I was born and raised, community where I'm at now in Middletown, New York, my community at the workplace, which we need that work there as well. But right now, for the most part, I'm just focused on my close people, sharing that work with them and letting them kind of trickle it down because I feel like this work is also a domino effect. Once you see how the person has changed, you're going to want to do it. So I'm just guiding. I'm just leading in that sense that I'm showing up as I am, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and everything else, everyone else will see the fruits of that labor and would want to jump on the boat. I don't see why not. (laughs) We're doing this work, but we also have our own internal wounds that we are still currently kind of repairing and working through. But it's being aware of those wounds, being aware of of what it took you to kind of get to where you're at so that you can go out and heal the collective. And that's one of the things that I'm doing within myself is really observing like what is present, really observing like what feelings come up for me. Because at the end of the day, like the way I see it is, I see it in terms of like, we're all one, we're all connected and we're all in alignment to one source. And it's just a matter of seeing that what affects me can and could have eventually affect you. And my decisions that I make today could impact like literally the entire collective, but sometimes we don't think that way. And that's what this journey has brought me to. It's like thinking more in a collective sense rather than just myself. It's like, how will this thought, how will this action, how will this decision affect those around me? And thinking that way has allowed me to, one, trust myself, to just trust this experience and just know that Like I said in the beginning, I'm exactly where I need to be and that this is part of the process. You're going to be on a, it's like it's a continuous cycle of being wounded because being wounded is not going to stop. That's one thing that we have to understand. We have to understand that being wounded is going to be an ongoing thing. It's just learning how to, how to react to those moments and finding the, your center finding your balance in order for you to stay committed to that work because this work ain't easy. (laughs) This work is not easy. This work tests you. This work will challenge you. But I think that's what I love about it. I love that it's challenging and it's always kind of like keeping me on my toes. I'm always thinking to myself, like, how can I change this? How can I do better? How can I be better for the next time? So, So this continuous cycle of being wounded healing is just kind of like, it's just part of life and it's part of that calling for those that were called to heal the collective. That's going to be an ongoing thing.
I will say that the event that changed my life <laughs> was when I got laid off from my job in 2019. And this was pre-COVID. I've been working from an early age with my parents. Work has been instilled in our bodies and our bones. It's like work, work, work. We've been on survival mode for thousands and thousands of years. And when I got laid off, I was like, oh, my God, like I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought my life was over. I just wasn't sure where my path was going. I didn't have anything lined up, obviously, because I got laid off. Then COVID hit. And it was just like, little by little, I started saying, okay, let me see what else can I do while I'm off. So me and Angel connected and we just kind of like hit it. We were just like, let's do something. This is the perfect time to bring community together. This is the perfect time to create those safe and brave spaces for people to come and share their struggles, share their challenges, share their um, healing stories. That's when me and Angel started working together. We started creating community groundings. We started doing breathwork sessions with our community. And um, I did my first breathwork session in April of last year. And I will tell you that that's when kind of everything just clicked. And I was like, wow, I needed this to wake up because I was in a space where work was kind of like dominating and like I didn't know what I was going to do with work. But then I realized that work is work and work is always going to be there. I have to take care of Dolores and the inner and myself. And that's when I realized that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the work that drives me. This is what keeps me going. This is what keeps me alive in terms of like just sharing that, sharing that story. Because sometimes we get hit with one big event and we just think our lives are over. We give up. And that's the moment where you will have the most to kind of keep going. And it's hard to understand that until you're going through it and you're just really telling yourself like, okay, this is going to be fine. You have a support system that got you. You have a great, you know, clear mentality here. So let's figure this out. And that's where it was born. It was born where there in that, in that moment of fear, in that moment of doubt, in that moment of, you know, um, pain and all that, a beautiful kind of like energy was born there in the sense of me reclaiming, literally reclaiming my voice, reclaiming my body, reclaiming my life and just taking ownership of that. And it's been a process. Like even me talking this clear is to me, I'm thinking about it and I'm just like, wow, a year ago, these, these words would not come out this clear because I was never open to speaking. I wouldn't speak up anywhere, like literally. And now I'm just like, no, my voice matters. You're going to hear this voice. And I think that that's where we all have to kind of like tap in. It's like you matter. Your voice matters. You're important. And until you realize that and accept that and trust that, you know, things are not going to be in alignment for you. I completely believe that because it's happened to me. I was uh, misaligned for a really long time. And now I'm in this path and I'm just like, yes, spirit is always talking. Inner self is always talking. We're just never <laughs> paying attention or listening. But that voice has always been there in terms of helping and serving others.
When I'm thinking about my early 20s and like reflect back on like after I graduated college, like even at that time, I'm just like, fine, I went to college. It was cool. But like, would I have done that degree? Would I have concentrated on that particular career? Probably not. I started in social services. I worked as a case manager in a homeless shelter in Brooklyn. I did that for about two years. I then worked as a service coordinator for children with developmental delays. I did that for two years. And then I decided to kind of do a switch because I was getting burnt out in social services. It was affecting me if it was affecting my health. And I decided to make a switch. I still wanted to serve people. I still wanted to be a resource. So I went into HR. I got my master's in industrial organizational psychology. I was a temp for a few years, just doing like temporary work. Like I was in a coordinator role for about five years and it was really hard for me to move to a different position. And then after I took that year and a half off, came back as a whole manager, like I'm a whole people experience manager. And I'm just like, how did this happen? But it was just me saying, I'm not settling for a coordinator role anymore. I'm no longer interested in that work. I'm not longer taking it. Even when I was getting interviews for coordinator roles, I'd be like, you know what? Like, it makes no sense. Let me not do it. And then this role just came out of literally (laughs) the sky. (laughs) And um, I decided to go for it because, you know, we also have to be realistic. I do want to help the world and I do want to help the world heal. But I also need to pay bills. And that was also calling me. And now I know that I can use that resource to resource my business that I'm trying to build, which is just creating services around breath work mindfulness, Reiki healing to the community. I started getting Reiki healing in September of last year, and I was doing it on a monthly basis. And I will say that that also helped in terms of breaking up and releasing a lot of like the fear, the self-doubt, the shame, the guilt, like all those negative energies. The Reiki healing definitely helped me with that. And it elevated my entire experience in the sense of creating more trust with myself, being more confident. I wasn't as confident. My self-esteem was pretty low. And now I'm just like, no, like I'm Beyonce. (laughs) It's all a mindset. So Reiki healing, I recommend 100%. I do a lot of my meditations every morning. I do yoga every day, which let me take that back. It's been a couple of weeks now. I got off track, but that usually happens in the process. And it's just a matter of becoming aware to that when you're off track and just coming right back in. It's always going to be there. I also recommend like taking walks, going for walks in nature has been beautiful. I was born and raised in New York City. And then I recently moved to the suburbs, which is an hour and a half away. And I thought I was going to have a hard time transitioning but it's been the best. Like I've been more in tune with nature. I've li- I literally talked to the trees. <laughs> like it's so beautiful when you have that space to feel, the space to think, the space to see. Because I feel like New York City kind of distracts you with everything that's going on. You don't really pay attention to those like little details, like the birds chirping. Um, I'm being more present to that. So when I do my nature walks, when I, I taking baths is great too. If you could do like a weekly or monthly like bath just to kind of release. I think a lot of us hold so much from the day, from the week, from the years, and all that stuff is in our bodies, literally in our bodies. And I think that that's where we don't realize that when you don't finish the process, like either the stress cycle, whatever it is that you're going through, that emotion is on your knees, (laughs) 
that emotion is on your shoulder. Like whenever you feel a little tense, that's an emotion that you never finish processing. So it's good to just move your body, moving your body. Yeah, I think that that's really, and just having like people around you that support you, having the people around you that are going to root for you, that are going to kind of push you forward. And that's literally what's been helping me the past the past two years, because we're about to, yeah, we're about to go into two years now, which is insane. Yeah, I think that those are my practices right now. And of course, I've been doing my my own breathwork practices every morning, and I'm actually doing a lot of practice sessions with other people so that I can get um, better, so that I can be able to hold space for like group sessions and group dynamics. Yeah, change is definitely real. And I, I'm a firm believer that we all have the capacity. I mean, that's what we're hoping for, for people to change so that we can change the way we live. I mean, we're living in crazy times and now is the time to wake up to that and really start thinking about what it is that you want your legacy to be, what it is that you want to leave behind for your next generation. Like I'm cre- I'm breaking a cycle right now. You know, this is like me breaking cycles of my past generations that they probably never thought that someone like me would be able to do that. Like I literally feel my ancestors sometimes and I'm always calling them on like, Hey, guide me here. What, what do I need to do here? And they guide you. All you got to do is ask and they're there. My entire family were conditioned to work hard, like work hard. You're not just going to sit down and do nothing. So I feel like when I growing up, like work has been like it. So even when my in the workplaces, like I would get anxiety because I would whether it was me not finishing the task or like little things. And it was because my parents instilled in me like you have to work very hard to accomplish X, Y, Z, which I love. I really do love. But it's also the the survival mode within that that has affected us, but I'm also working on thriving. Like that's the next phase. It's like, how do I show up and thrive and not just survive? Because at the end of the day, like I wanna have fun. Like I wanna have a great life. I wanna be happy. I wanna find joy, peace, love, and all that great stuff. And the only way we could do that is by thriving. We can't be on survival mode and then seek all these <laughs> great things because you're so busy focusing on paying the bills and making sure that XYZ is done. So I would say that although my parents instilled working hard, which is beautiful and I love it, it also was trauma that was passed on because now it's like if I'm not working hard, hard labor, I'm not doing anything. So when I'm not productive, I'm questioning myself like, you should be doing something. And it's like, no, you don't have to do anything. You weren't born to work. I don't think I was born to work. Like, I know I have to because, you know, capitalism, white supremacy and all that other stuff that we don't have to get into. But I know I wasn't born to just deliver and work. I know I was born to live. I was born to love. I was born to bring peace. I was born to bring joy into the world. And we've seen that with little babies. We just lose that because of society and all the structures that are in place to hold us back. 
And it's just a matter of breaking that down. Once you break that down, you can see like, oh, snap, there's more out there. <laughs> like there's more and there's so much more. So that's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about going deeper. I'm excited about exploring more and exploring the healing world a little bit more. I'm still very new to this, too. Like this is two years in. Like this is literally just the beginning Um it's funny because my my breathwork class ended last week and she was like, this is the end of this class, but just the beginning of your future in this work. So I'm just looking forward to getting to know more people that are doing this work, collaborating with other people and just bringing this into the community more and more across not just New York City, but across the country. I would like to just see people just love I mean, at the core, that's what we are. And at the core, that's who we were born to be. And I think that if we start unlearning all the patterns, all the behaviors, all the beliefs that we were brought into, we'll find that. I think we'll find that. I'm finding that. I bring love everywhere I go. I don't show up with nothing else but love. And I think that that's what I want to see. I don't want to see hate. I don't want to see violence. I don't want to see none of that. Who wants to? (laughs) So I want to see love in the world. I want to see us get together and get along. I want to see us being humans, you know, being spiritual, having a human experience because that's what we're here for. I am very hopeful, but sometimes I doubt that um, when I see all the stuff that's happening. But I know that I'm working towards creating that world on my end. So I'm hoping the rest of the people are doing their part. Thank you for listening to season two. We invite you to reflect on the many ways in which you are a wounded healer yourself. We want to thank Paper Monday for helping us curate these interviews and the photographs that accompany them. We want to thank DK and Joe Barat for the sound engineering. And thank Maria Tan at the House of Thriving for co-producing this season. Stay tuned.